Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. When, uh, when Pastor Angela and I sold our last house, we moved out of it, moved into a rental. We were there two years, and then we moved into our, the house we built. When we put that house on the market, my wife really didn't want to do that. She did that for me. Because that house that had so much upkeep was an older house and, and just required a lot of work. And it was really, it was really getting the best of me, just physically. She loved that house. I, I liked it, but I was tired of all the work. And she didn't know what the future would be because we looked and we looked and we looked and we couldn't find anything that we wanted. And she, she agreed to sell that house. And when we left, she sat in the driveway and cried because she loved that house. But she'll tell you right now, she, she had no idea that she'd love where we're at as much as she does. But she had to, she, she laid something aside and uh, didn't look like it was working out very good. But God worked it out. What I'm saying is sometimes in life, we, we step aside from certain things in order to follow God's plan And God never forgets that. He never, ever forgets that. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I I want Leslie and Mark Morgan. I want you to come down here. I want you to come down here to the front. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Just come up here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come up a little bit closer. Now, not everybody knows your story. But you, a number of years ago, stepped out to do something and to leave some things behind and you did it because you were led of the Lord to do it. it. Hasn't always looked like it would turn out maybe the way you thought it would be, the way you thought it would. But long before that, you made the decision, the two of you made a decision where your, where your lives were concerned to make yourself available to God And started long, long, long ago when you first started coming to this church. You made some decisions to to be a blessing. And you have followed that through these years. 
Don't ever for a minute let the devil make you think or tell you that, that he's forgotten any of that. He hasn't forgotten any of that. Not any of it. Not any of it. Your ways are continually before the Lord. Your paths are continually before the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Ah, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You've made yourself a blessing to many. You've made yourself a blessing to many. Many will make themselves blessings to you. Glory to God. There is a sowing, but there's a reaping. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. All that you've sown, you will reap. It'll all come to pass. (laughs) It'll all come to pass. It'll all come to pass. Praise God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. 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 Now, the Lord instructed me to call them up here to make an example of them, but they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. There are, and I could pick out, I could right now, I could pick out a number of people in this church that those same things, that same word applies to. And I'm not going to, the Lord just had me to call them out as an example. But you know who you are. You know the sacrifices you've made. You know the choices you've made to be a blessing. God knows. I know some of it. Like I said, I could pick people out right now, call you up here and it'd be just as dramatic. You know who you are. God knows who you are. You take what the Spirit of God said to them. You take that for yourself because that wasn't just for them. That was for you. That was for you. Laid aside a lot of things. The Lord said, I will repay it. That's what he just said to me. He said, I will repay it. I will repay it. And when he pays you back, (laughs) there's no stinginess. God lavishly pays us back. It'll make you dance. It'll make you spin around and dance almost beyond yourself when God finishes what he started in your life. Oh, my goodness. It'll make you dance. Oh, glory to God. You'll find yourself getting up in the nighttime and thinking about his goodness and you'll just get out of bed and dance. (laughs) Hallelujah. And you'll think, I just can't believe God would be this good to me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What are you glad you came to church tonight? Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I'm not going to keep us a whole lot longer tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. We were answering the question this morning, is it just me or is it the Holy Spirit? This leading, this sense that I have, is this me? Is this just me thinking this? Or is this the Holy Ghost? Well, you have to qualify it. What do you mean by, is this just me? Are you talking about, is this just your natural thinking, your natural man? If that's what you mean, your, your terminology's wrong. <laughs> because you are not a natural man. You are not your natural thinking. That's not who you are or what you are. When you say, is it me, you, 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 if you understand who you are, you're spirit man. You are a spirit and, and the spirit of God dwells in you. And so if he directs you, it's going to be you. <laughs> it's not directing somebody else. He's directing you. So yes, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's you. It's both you and the Holy Spirit. It's not the natural you. It's the inward you. Praise God. Now, I, I mentioned this, <clears throat> that we talked about the fact that God's seed remains in you and God's nature is in you. And so because of that, your inward man, your recreated human spirit with the life and the nature and the, and the seed of God in it is a reliable guide. Your inward man indwelt by the Holy Spirit, that witness in your spirit that you perceive, that inward voice that you sometimes hear, you can trust that. You can trust that. It is a reliable guide. Now, if you are not so sure about what is your inward man, if you're not so skilled in, in separating soul and spirit, remember what Hebrews chapter four says? The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. If you're not so good in, in, in using the word, if you're not so proficient as you sh could be and will be, if you'll devote yourself to it, you may have some problems separating soul and spirit. But once you learn to uh, recognize the inward man, that inward man will always be a safe guide because he's indwelt by the Holy Spirit and you can trust the Spirit's leading. Now go with me over to... Hebrews 12, and let's look at a verse that we're familiar with, but let's look at it in light of what we're talking about here. 
Hebrews 12, 1 says, I beg you. That's what beseech means. It means I beg you. Paul was begging. Paul was a beggar. This wasn't the only time he begged people, but there were a couple of different places where he begged the church. He was a beggar at times. He said, I beg you. By virtue of the mercies of God, in light of the mercies of God, I beg you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You know, it's just reasonable. What did I say? Did I tell you Hebrews 12? I was just testing you. I'm reading out of Romans 12, quoting Romans 12, not looking at it. Sorry. Sometimes we just need to know how much in the Bible we know. Romans 12. All you unspiritual people, go ahead and turn there. (laughs) All you people that are going. (laughs) Go ahead and turn. (laughs) Uh, Those of you who don't know your Bible so good, go ahead and turn to Romans 12. (laughs) Uh, Who said you can't have fun in church? Who said you can't mess with the people a little bit? You know, it's my job to pester the people. (laughs) I beseech you, therefore, brethren, who know your Bible so well, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's just reasonable. It is not unreasonable. Living the holy, sanctified life is not unreasonable. It's entirely reasonable. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Here's how you do it. When he said, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, well, that wouldn't be conformed to the world, would it? So verse two is a further uh, description of the, the... the uh, living sacrifice, holy life, acceptable to God, your reasonable service. He's explaining it more. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed to that holy, acceptable type living by the renewing of your mind that you may discern and prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I like to look at it this way. I said this morning that, and this was not anything new to to most of you, we know that that man is is comprised of of three parts, if you want to say it like that, just like God is a triune God, we're a triune being. We are a spirit, we possess a soul, and we live in a body. If I, I wish, sometimes I think about making slides, but I don't know how to do them, so I get up here and I can't, you know. So if you can in your mind, if you can envision up here on the slide, the word soul in the middle. To the left, there's, to the left of soul and to the right of soul, there are arrows going like that. 
Okay, that's just my slide. <laughs> this is my visual. To the arrow to the left, you have spirit. And then you have soul and you have an arrow to the right and you have body. Two out of three is a majority. If, you're, if your soul is yielded to your spirit, it'll drag your body right along. Your body is no match for your spirit and your soul being hooked up together. Your mind, which your mind is, is, is part of your soul, your mind is the determining factor of whether you're going to be spiritual or you're going to be fleshly. Two out of three is a majority. If, if, you're, if you'll take your mind, set your Colossians 3, if you've been risen with Christ, set your affection, the old King James, the new King James, set your mind, I like both of those, mind and affection on things above where Christ is. For to be spiritually minded is life. But to be fleshly minded is death. Two out of the three of any of these three, two out of three is a majority. And if your soul is yielded by by renewing your mind with the word of God, see then that sharp two-edged sword you'll be able to discern the things of the spirit because your mind is, is on the spirit, but you'll, 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 you'll know the difference. But on the other hand, if you, if you give your soul to the flesh all the time, if you live according to the flesh, if you're, if you're, if you're over in, in, in Romans 8, it says, for the flesh-controlled mind is enmity. It's not, it's not subject to, to God. It's not subject to the leadings of the Lord. The flesh-controlled mind, if, you, if, you, if your mind is, is yielded to the flesh and it's the minding of the flesh, you'll drag your spirit right into the ditch. Well, praise the Lord. Isn't that good news? Your inward man, you'll just drag your, you'll drag your recreated human spirit with the life and the glory of God in it. You'll just drag it right into the ditch. And all that God put in there will just be silenced. You won't know the leading of the Lord. You'll bounce around in life and you'll experience some blessing sometimes, you know. A real good service. <laughs> but if you want the riches, be spiritually minded. Renew your mind with the word of God. That's, that's so important. In following your spirit, in following your inward man, get your mind renewed with the word of God. Feed on it. It might, when you're feeding on the Bible, it might not seem all that life-changing. 
when you're meditating and just reading the scriptures and feeding on them, it might not seem at the time that it's doing anything supernatural. It's ha- it might not seem like it's having an effect. It's having an effect. We live by faith, not by sight. And things are going on in the spirit realm. When you're feeding your spirit man by feeding your mind and meditating on the word of God, you're putting that scripture, meditating on it. You've got your mind over, over in the spirit realm according to the word of God. You're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and, and, you're, and you're paving that foundation. You're laying more and more layers down of a sure foundation for the things of God in your life. And when you, sometimes when we least expect it, whoo, payday comes. Something happens and we owe glory to God. Oh, thank you. You know, that didn't just happen accidentally. It happened because you laid a foundation for that back during that boring, those boring sessions. (laughs) Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then the next section here is entitled, Things That Affect How Well You Will Discern God's Leading for Your Life. Things That Will Affect How Well You Will Discern God's Leading for Your Life. A, Your Overall Consecration to God's Will and Plan for Your Life. (laughs) But we've already got that tonight. Steve brought it up, it's his fault. (laughs) Amen. By leading us in that song, your overall consecration to God is such an important determining factor in your overall ability, how well you discern discern God's leading in your life depends on your overall consecration to his will and plan. He's not going to reveal and lead you when you're not even following him. I'm following him. I come to church twice a week. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living a consecrated, sold out life. Yeah, but I come early and, and practice and, and sing with the music department. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the sold out life. I'm talking about being sold out to God on Monday morning, Thursday afternoon, Saturday night. In your, I'm not saying that you don't ever do anything else. I'm just saying you're sold out to God. That is such a determining factor. If you're not, he's not going to lead you like you want to be led because you're not listening. Praise the Lord. I was at the Dufresne's house uh, a few years ago. We were out there uh, one of the times, you know, I don't remember if it was January or June, but anyway, Pastor Nancy had this dog. She had just, when did she first get lad? It's before she got the other one. So how many years ago has that been? 2013, was it that long ago? Anyway, she had this crate, this, this dog. Okay, it was this, this dog. What kind of dog is it? A what? A Sheltie. So I decided I'm gonna, talk, I'm gonna take Lad out for a walk in her, in her subdivision. 
And so I put his little, you know, thing on and took him out, you know, and we, we go down the street. Well, when it was time to come back, he didn't want to come back. You ever tried to drag a Sheltie? It is not any fun. We were quite, you know, a distance away from the house. And this dog was not, he was not going back. He wanted to keep going down the road. And I I said, I want to go back. I've had enough of this. I mean, he just flattened out on the ground. And he would not, he would not get up. He just lay it on the ground. I'm pulling him by the neck. You know, you can hurt the dog. I stomped my feet. I said, get up. Got him up on his feet, grabbed him, and he just laid back down again. He just... I ended up having to carry that dumb... I did. I had to carry that dumb dog all the way back to her house. Well, God will leave you He won't drag you and he won't carry you when you are determined not to go. Well, amen. And if it had been my dog, I wouldn't have carried that one. The dog belonged to her and I'd take it out, so I got to get him back. But if that had been my dog, I'd have taken that leash and thrown it on the ground and said, I'll see you later. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you ever give any real thought or prayer to what God wants out of you? Seriously. When's the last time you really gave any thought and any prayer to what God really wants from you? That's not something we just do one time. That's something that we do ongoing. There's an ongoing process of submitting ourselves. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.